Oh, that's comfy. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Jank Halford podcast. I'm not sure what episode this is. It's quite late. It's about 20 to 9 right now. And I feel a bit tired. I started the week for some reason by running a marathon. I don't know why I ran a marathon. I just thought... I need to run a marathon. So I did it. And then I think I've been to the gym like three times this week. And I went on the first run this morning on this Saturday today. So about five days after I ran the marathon. And it, yeah, it was hard. But I did do back yesterday. So I think when I was doing deadlifts, and I did deadlift over 200, but it was. It wasn't a proper deadlift, it was a bit higher. It's like a, I don't know, maybe like a 15 inch, uh, like a higher one, you know, like you're doing a strongman comp. Um, so I probably hit the glutes. So I think that's what made the run harder today, even though it was only about 4.5 miles. Yeah, there you go. I'm in a better place than I was a few couple of weeks ago I think I've got back into some routines now and working away I've started taking my running shoes with me and I'm staying in Airbnbs rather than hotels so I can cook food I'm trying to eat steak every day last night I ate a 43 ounce steak that's about 1.2 kilos 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 uh, with a bone in uh, I didn't eat all of it. I, I saved some and the bone. I think I might do it tomorrow. Um, you know, have that beef, do some potatoes and veg, do a bit of a Sunday dinner, use the bone and the fat and stuff to make a nice gravy, whiz it up. Uh, like a bony broth gravy thing. I don't know. Should be pretty tasty. I think the beef and the bones that you get in steaks they're full of a lot of micronutrients that are pretty good for you um i eat beef like every day i'm trying to bulk up again because all the running is i don't like being small i mean i'm not small but i, I feel smaller because i was heavier when i did the strongman i'm going to try and do it cleaner rather than having like uh, ben and jerry's every night just because I heard that Tom Hardy, when he was training for Bronson, did a tub of Ben and a tub of Hagendars every night, uh, but I'm sure he was probably on gear and probably training, you know, harder than I was. Although I was very, very, very uh, consistent with my working out up to that strongman comp. Um, so yeah, I want to get back bulked up again, keep running long distance. The plan is to do an ultra marathon at some point this year. I'm not going to sign up to an event. I'm just going to set up an aid station outside my house and do 4.5 mile loops. Maybe I'll create a bigger loop so it's not as uh, boring. Although I think a 4.5 mile loop is good. Having the aid station at the front of my house uh, I'll do it when it's a bit warmer, but not too warm, like a mild day, no rain, maybe overcast, so it's not too sunny. Although I do like running in the sun. Obviously, you can't really pick the weather. I'll just 
get up one day and say, yeah, I'm doing it today. Although it's good to prepare, I think, by uh, drinking a lot of water the day before. I'm trying to drink more water. Um, you're supposed to drink about two litres a day. Yeah, two litres. A gallon is probably the best, which is about four litres. Uh, I say litres because I'm in the UK and most, most, most of us talk about litres, even though all, all the, it's all miles and um, yards and feet on, on the roads, which doesn't really make sense because we use a metric system with every, everything else. Uh, I like to figure out how many ounces my steaks are because I just think saying 43 ounces sounds nicer than 1.2 kilos. I just like like saying ounces with steaks. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. It's just like an aesthetic thing. I quite like ounces, the look of it. Uh, but I like, also I like pounds, just pounds for like body weight. Um, but I don't really know how many pounds I am now. Just know the kilos. Yeah, I mean, fucking measurement units are very interesting, aren't they? Very fucking interesting. I like to mix it up. This is all about measurements. Um, I'm doing a lot of workshopping at the minute. I think next week I will be in Kent. Maidstone in Kent. Birmingham. And then nowhere else. Um, trying to set up some more workshops. Some art workshops in Leicester at the Tree. That should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to keep painting my uh, microscopy series. Anthro microscopy series. Paintings delving into the human psyche. Um, a little bit. Not really done any painting today. I've just been procrastinating at the studio, but it's nice to be here. It's nice to be at home rather than on the road. Because when you're on the road, it can get a bit oh, too much. You get a bit too much when you're on the road. Um, but what does help is exercising, eating right, and having a good sleep routine. If you get all of those kind of right, then your mental health is going to be good. I, I, I kind of like lying in recently, but I guess that's because I did the big run on Monday. So um, you can start getting up 6, 6.30ish normally again. I'm doing the ice plunges. I tell you what, the one the ice plunge this morning was pretty difficult. I was, after a minute, I wanted to get out. I stayed in it for three minutes. because I knew it was, I knew it was better for me to stay in there for three minutes. And yeah, it was good feeling afterwards is good uh, a lot of the time I kind of like to embrace the pain I think embracing the pain and doing things you don't necessarily want to like I just wanted to go home I didn't want to record this now but I decided I'll record it now it's going to make my life easier because I need to get this out um, it's not necessarily getting out to entertain anyone I'm just getting out because I need to get out it's like, uh, you know, wanking off. You've got to get out sometimes. Uh, <laughs> it's a great analogy. Um, 
Yeah. Pretty tired. I don't know whether it's good to be tired in the studio and then paint when you're tired. I've heard that some artists sort of stay up really late and then maybe they'll start to hallucinate with all the solvents and things and that can help with the creative process, but it makes me a bit freaked out, uh, getting a bit tweaked, not getting to sleep. It's like being uh, paranoid, maybe smoked a bit too much weed. That's what being uh, overtired is to me. Um, could be good. Could be bad though. I don't really like to ingest many substances that alter my state of being other than coffee and tea, um, sugar, I guess, uh, anything stronger than that, including alcohol, I don't touch anymore. Although I do take CBD capsules sometimes, they help me uh, to sleep. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. You can get like the CBD flower as well and smoke that. I don't know how legal that is, but it, you can be most people, most people probably fine with that if you do it in an enclosed space. You know, like, I don't really like to smell weed in the street. I don't like, I don't like the smell of it. Um, I don't really, don't really have a problem with anyone doing it. I think it's all right. I think all drugs should be legal in my opinion. I don't think you should get put away for doing drugs. I think that it would be good if they could uh, get them all cleaned up and, you know, drug dealing's probably not the best line of work, is it, to be in, quite dangerous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought about doing that before. I even brought a little Nokia and thought, yeah, maybe I could be a drug dealer. I got talked out of it by my friends. Um, yeah, growing weed, sounds like a fun idea, uh, won't go into that. Subtropical plants are fun to grow and uh, people get very geeky about it. I suppose I've grown some subtropical plants. Let's say tomatoes, I have grown tomatoes. My um, tulips and daffodils have just come up because we're in spring. Change that subtropical plant. Northern Lights, maybe I grew that, I don't know. San Marzano tomatoes. Um, very tasty. I had to chuck all of them away after the summer because they all went funny. They didn't really grow how one of them to grow. I'm looking at a painting that I've recently painted and I'm very proud of it. I, you know, I don't know if I want to work more into it or not. Um, it's got, I can't be asked to get up and show you, but it's quite colourful and it looks like an explosion I don't know if I can I want to pull a face and a figure out of it but I think I should just leave it abstract I think sometimes leaving something abstract is better because then the viewer the person looking at it the spectator can maybe um, figure out whatever they want to figure out by looking at it I don't need to pull a figure out just let them look at it and let them see things in it and then they won't be able to unsee them then and then they'll see that every time they look at it kind of like that yeah painting's great I just didn't really feel like doing it today sometimes I don't feel like doing it so I don't do it 
but I like Saturdays as a rest day to get everything in order. So cleaning the house, tidying up, just getting the podcast done, because then that's that's one job done. Looking at the schedule, looking at the emails. Today I set up an investment portfolio on Trading212 because I want to start investing. Now I've got these new jobs. I just thought, you know, I should probably start investing money. I want to start uh, writing more because I need to get that perception book out that I'm working on that should have been out in January. But, you know, life has taken over a bit. I've had two exhibitions this month. I've been asked to be in a book. I don't know if I'll be in that. I'm waiting for a funding application thing to see if I've got in that this month. And as I said, yeah, two, three jobs, doing the online thing, the podcast, running, ultramarathon, you want to do a strongman. I just got a lot of different things on and then I'm trying to get that book out. I will get it out. I will get it out because when I say I'm going to do something... I do it. Sometimes I just take a bit longer. Deadlines aren't really my thing. I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit like, all right, deadlines. I'm a, I'm not a deadline man. I'm a, uh, I'm an alive line man. Does that make any sense? Um, yeah. Fucking hell, it's a bit boring, isn't it? I'm just chatting. Uh, wearing, uh, <laughs> fucking hell, I'm wearing workwear today. It's battered. That's the point of it. I brought it like that. I think it's the style. I kind of like the style. And I don't really see many people in Leicester dressed like this. Uh, when you go to London, you see a few more people that like the distressed workwear. But they're all skinny buggers, aren't they? They're not really, you know, lifting out. And I suppose I'm quite slim, but I I feel a bit, you know, I don't get the whole skinny thing in the fashion world. I think men should be more, like, you know, I want, like, a thick neck, you know, like, I want a thick fucking neck. Uh, <laughs> look a bit more like a monster. I want to look like a monster. Um, yeah, I think that's what's made me happier recently is remembering my goals and not focusing too much on the goals but more about the systems and the routines and habits that will get me to them so more focusing on the process of life of everything that is going to get me to those goals eventually because the goal once you got there it's like what do you do then well, if you just focus on the process, then once you get to the goal, you just keep doing the process because, oh, you tick that off, but there'll be more and more different goals and things after those anyway. You just keep setting the bar higher and higher. It's sort of continual productivity, continual growth, getting better, a little bit better every single day, getting your protein in, getting your sleep in, doing a little bit of writing, a little bit of reading, you know, a little bit better every day. It's not all at once. I've been doing the ice baths for 260-something days today. Not every day. I've missed a few days, but most days I've been doing it. And I get up, and I don't want to do it, and I do it. It's an automatic thing. It takes 66 days for something to become an automatic habit. 
getting there with with a few things like writing every day that's quite difficult um, but it's not just fucking you know start writing out out writing anything and then eventually it'll turn into something and then make sense of it and then you know maybe I'll just have to start doing it I think posting on social media about every single thing you do is probably not the best way to help with these new habits because uh, once you start doing them people will be like oh, stop or maybe not who cares I did that with a podcast like I did a few apps did a few episodes before I even shared it because I thought well, make sure it's a thing I definitely want to do but then I started sharing it I think and I thought yeah I think I'll continue to do this and I'll be able to keep doing this it's kind of like a solo therapy session. It's a nice excuse to just talk to someone and have a big conversation, ask each other questions. I like it, but I like doing them by myself as well. It's good idea generation. And I come out with stuff that I didn't think I were going to even come out with. Um, yeah. Idea generation. Streams of consciousness. I listened a bit to the Duncan Trussell family hour uh, this morning when I was on my run and I quite like that and I also quite like when he was on Two Bears One Cave with Tom Segura that's a good podcast but they were just talking nonsense and I, I really want to just talk nonsense with someone and just make it bullshit so the other day I was taking a shit on a spaceship and then the spaceship went to Mars and then I saw some Martians one of the Martians tried to put something up my ass and I liked it and then I thought you know what if that woman I fancy wanted to peg me maybe I would push back into it I mean pegging I kind of like not gonna lie nothing to be ashamed of here I kind of like it I kind of don't like it and I kind of do like it I'm a bit on the fence. But if it's someone that's really like fucking hot, like, yeah, yeah. Let them lick, let them lick it, put a finger in. You know, when they're like doing their thing. Kind of like it. I'm not ashamed of that. But yeah, the Martians, <laughs> the Martians like pegging you. And they don't look like aliens. They look like, you know, real fucking beautiful like soft voluptuous um women with uh, nice round features i like a big bum on a woman um don't know about you like you know like i love all women but uh i've had sex with really skinny women and more voluptuous women and i think that the more voluptuous women it feels better i think it's because it's softer and there's like more things to hold on to and feels good I recommend I guess it's like a like a primitive thing as well isn't it because when a woman's got big hips they're more like strong they've not got child bearing hips and that's like a it's like a primal thing in a man to like want child bearing big child bearing hips in a woman um, that was my water sorry about that bang 
Oh, yeah. I love a big fat ass. It's great. Oh, maybe I should do some more paintings about sex. That I, I think, like, I don't know if I really enjoy. I don't know if I enjoy it or not. I know I enjoy it, but sometimes I get too much in my head, and I'm like, oh, uh, what are this? What are they thinking of me? Do they want to be with me? And sometimes I'm just like not in the moment. I think to really enjoy that kind of thing, you have to be in the moment. And it's always better when it's like super filthy and you're like super, super just into it and in the moment and you're not self-conscious at all and just like... <laughs> fucking slapping and spitting and groping and it's great. Hey-ho. Uh... But uh, I don't know. I feel like the same for that as it is with the drugs. For me at the moment, I need to focus on painting and running and all that stuff. Because when I was studying, I was not studying. And I was just <laughs> fucking a load of different people. And it was great. Uh, you know, I went to a sex party in a big warehouse in Hackney with loads of people. And that was an experience and I don't know if I'll go to something like that again yeah I think it's my cup of tea but uh, yeah I did it I think art school's a place where you experiment and I definitely experimented with a lot of different <laughs> things and I think I'll continue to see strange things in my life but hopefully try to protect my fucking head by not delving too much into this pleasure because I think too much pleasure is not good because once that pleasure gets taken away you, you really want to keep it and then you get like withdrawal and it's like drugs and you're like ah so doing stuff that is hard every day keeps you in a, a better place I think you're not getting that instant gratification and I I think that's why sex isn't so pleasurable for me anymore um, I want it to be I think it's just about getting to a place where I'm comfortable being me because I don't know if I am yet I'm comfortable being me but I want to just have more money and more freedom and autonomy and be able to just go wherever I please a bit more but I'm sure after a fucking good few months of Working extremely hard, I'm I'm gonna be closer to that goal. I just need to focus on the process, like I said. I'm sure if I was living on another planet, it would be just as hard, but in like zero gravity. I think that I don't know. I don't know if having sex with an alien would be my cup of tea or not. But I like the idea of maybe dressing up as an alien yeah I don't know sex robots maybe I could make some paintings about sex robots and having sex with aliens and stuff maybe that would be a progression in the anthromicrosophy series like pleasure is something we often chase and we don't chase pain but we do chase 
things that can give us pleasure but damages <laughs> self-destructive like smoking and drinking and sex can damage us uh, in our minds and physically too so pleasure damages us but then those things that are kind of hard and painful but actually make us stronger we don't really chase them they are the things to chase and when you chase those things people that are actually fucking cool and healthy will probably be more attracted to you because they see that you're not afraid to fucking do the hard stuff like the sex robots and aliens might be more attracted to someone that does the hard stuff but then they're probably demons that are going to try and sway you from that amazing path you're on and then you're like oh come and feel my fucking soft voluptuous tentacle no I'm not going to fucking do that I'm going to keep on track mate um, you could take your fucking voluptuous alien tentacles away from me and I'm going to focus on my goals thank you very much yeah nostrils no you know what's weird feet feet are quite odd aren't they have a look at have a look at a foot a foot's not that attractive i kind of get the foot fetish thing i kind of get that but that's someone else's feet not mine someone touches my feet i don't like that i kind of like you know like when you're whining like a, a lady up in bed and you're like touching the feet i kind of like that i don't know if i've got a foot thing or not but i think it's just touching parts of people that you don't normally touch is more intimate so i guess you never see people's feet quentin tarantino tinto quentin tarantino he's got a big foot fetish um and he made that film from dusk till dawn or whatever it was called and had like a proper fucking sexy actress walk over like some tables and stuff and i think she poured a drink down her leg and he like drank it uh off her foot like it went off her toes and like went into it went into his mouth it's kind of a, like a bit of a raunchy it's kind of a nice scene to be honest she was a very attractive actress i think she might have been some kind of demonic crazy monstrous being vampire thing or something but I mean you know aren't all very sexy women in a way you know you can fall in love with the idea of someone you shouldn't do that uh, I think that is what is easy to do when someone is very attractive or you have an idea of who someone is when they're posing for pictures and stuff and they're you know that's the false version of themselves it's almost like this weird version of themselves they've created to advertise themselves to the world this is what i'm like and this is who i am but it's not that's just them with the fucking tits out and their ass in a certain position looking all like nice and you know sure they do look really attractive but you know what about what's in here because that might be fucking nuts uh and you don't want crazy like you want weird and like loosey-goosey um you know goofy fucking goofy women are great i love them i love them you gotta have a sense of humor like a fart joke or a poop joke if you're not willing to laugh at that i don't want to be near you 
know, fucking has a sense of humour. Um, what I've found is I've been with like uh, a good couple of like what you'd refer to as the bad bitches. In in you know, they're not. They're just fucking sweethearts, really. They're fucking soft as shit. <laughs> It's it's all talk. All of them are just all talk. None of them are like, they're all fucking. When, once, you know, once you get them, on, you go on a date with them and you just realise they're soft as. You don't want that anyway. I mean, some people might want that, like, dominant woman thing. I don't really, I'm not into that. I mean, like, a strong woman, someone that can, you know, um, lift weights, maybe. Um, push someone out of the way argue with stand up for themselves someone that can stand up for themselves someone that isn't a fucking pushover I like that because I don't want them to just not because cause then they're being honest and you you need honesty you always need honesty you need honesty else everything's shit they're not going to tell you when they're pissed off and then they're going to be passive aggressive that's why you need a strong woman strong women aren't afraid of telling the truth and telling the truth is important alright so if you've got someone that's all shy and they're not telling you how they really feel, that's a big red flag. Because you need to know how someone feels in order to not, like, make them feel shitty again. Um, you need someone that doesn't get defensive when you... Defensive? Defensive when you tell them there's something that they've done wrong. Or there's something that you don't quite like. Now they just listen to it and they're like, okay. Well, this is how I feel about it. This is how I feel about it. Okay, that's how you fucking communicate and have a healthy thing. That's what I'm after. But I'm not going to get that by chasing uh, someone I like the idea of. You have to get to know someone and how they really are and see if you chill with them. And if you're not, then it ain't going to work out. And that's okay because you learn something. You learn, well, maybe not that kind of woman. All women are different. There's not really types, but... They're just shyer ones, the ones that don't really stand up for themselves, probably not the best ones. Any type of person, male or female, to go for. I'm quite reserved, but I'm weird. Like, I'm just holding back a bit sometimes. Um, when I meet someone for the first time. Especially now I don't drink. But I think that, you know, that's why I am. I'm quite quiet, really, and in uh, everyday life. I don't think I need to be loud. I like, you know, with my mates and that, I'm a bit more loud and, you know, but I don't have anything to prove. So I'm I'm quiet-ish, especially in the gym. Well, I started taking my shirt off in the gym because I started to see my physique is starting to uh, get better and I can see more definition so I like to look in the mirror at the gym when I got a pump feels good but also it gets quite hot in there and humid and you have to take it off I tend not to take it off if there's too many women in the gym because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable because um, then I sometimes then I make them feel like they don't want to be there and we want everyone to feel comfortable there but if you're just lads then I'm just like it's right. you know that's what it's all about. <laughs> Meatheads. You find the biggest, most meatiest looking person in the gym will often be the softest and nicest. 
probably because they're working out all the time and they haven't they can't be asked to have any confrontation i think if someone's working out a lot they can't be asked to fight i find that especially with cardio like i cannot be bothered to argue with anyone after doing a, a, a lot of cardiovascular exercise ah. yoga is very good as well namaste book some for next week actually my mates go in should be nice should be chill should be lovely I very much like yoga I think I like to keep the practice up with the yoga the yoga is nice peace and tranquility to all namaste 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 do you think they do yoga in outer space I bet they do yoga in outer space little martians doing yoga in outer space i can imagine the buddha was some kind of alienonic person who was, who was just like levitating like in his like i don't know what he called it cross-legged position stance with the with the hands like that sort of levitating up i mean you don't see humans doing that humans but i can imagine alien sort of levitating above the earth so maybe he did have a with three eyes Maybe they'd have three eyes, the Buddha. Maybe I should do a painting of the Buddha as an alien sort of floating above the ground. I don't know. Got all these ideas. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should. I don't know. What use is three eyes anyway? What use is the third eye to see into a different dimension? Is it to see into yourself? Is it the self eye? What is the third eye? I don't know what the third eye. I'm going to look it up. Because I like questioning what the third eye is for. Is it to see into another dimension? To see what is there but no one can really see? I think you can see what no one can really... Many. I think you can see what others can't see when you start to question the world and start to slow down a bit, get into good routine. You start to see the things that people miss. You start to pause and start to slow down and you start to look at the the windows and the reflections in said windows of people rushing around with the blinders on not really looking at where they're going not really thinking about anything at all other than i've got to get to work gotta get to work gotta go and do the thing to get the money to pay the bills i gotta get to work to buy the food i like to pause sometimes and think fucking hell, i'm gonna die one day is that all i want to do I'm a painter, I paint pictures and I want to write stuff and I want to expand people's minds and have cool conversations with people about deep shit. I don't want to just be like, I want to get to work and earn lots of money and invest all the money and make more money so that I can buy lots of pretty things. Nope. Although you need that safety and security, but sometimes it's kind of, you're like, no, maybe I could just float around a bit, you know. Maybe that's okay too. You know, I've got a friend that I think is going to be moving to a bit of a commune soon. Uh, there's a test and you have to like live in a communal year or something for a couple of months. And then if, if you're okay and you can do that and they like you, they give you a spot. And then you can like set up a temporary structure and it's free and you can just live on the land. And raise some animals and do whatever you want. <laughs> Sounds fucking sick. I don't know if I'd do that. But I might go and visit her. If she goes through with it and does it. 
Sounds like a fun thing. I like people that just get up and do shit. Because <laughs> life isn't very long. It isn't very long. So just think about that. Think, well, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't think you really need to be as secure as you think to start a family. I think you can just do it. I think, I think everyone's always, you know, you think you're in a secure position, but then shit hits the pan and you might have to move back in with your parents. You might have to do this and that, that and this. You know, you're never really secure. It's like getting um, getting a new flat or a house and renting it. You have to like prove you get so much a month from. What if you lose your job the next month? Nothing's secure. Nothing's set in stone. It's all bollocks, you know. And you've got to be prepared to that. For that. For that. You got to be prepared for that. So if you if you just get used to doing hard stuff, then I don't, I don't think that. You need to have a load of money coming in every month to start a family. I just think you need to be prepared to do a lot of hard stuff. Budgeting, you know, making money stretch as far as possible. You just got to get good at meal prepping and budgeting and keeping the house warm. That's it. Keeping your family safe. I don't think, I think people think you need so much money to to do things and to start things but really you don't in reality all you need to do is and then and then you got a little beautiful little newborn and you can bring that up and you can walk it around the park with your love of the laugh your love of the laugh love of your laugh put it on the swing set swing it with the child I mean, that's dreamy. I love the idea of that. Starting a family, man. That's like one of my ultimate goals. But it's not something that I'm chasing. I'm just going to enjoy the process. And I think it'll eventually lead to that if it's meant to be. I think that if I try and too hard to chase and then I try and attach myself and cling on to someone thinking, yeah, she's the one. She's the one, then maybe I'll ignore things, and then there's things that I shouldn't have ignored that maybe she's a bit nuts. So you got to be very careful. So it's good to just focus on the process and just live your life and work really hard and look after your family and look after yourself. And then eventually things just happen that are good. A lot of good, bad things happened to me last year, but a lot of good things happened to me last year. I've learned a lot of lessons. And I've become a hundred times more emotionally mature than I was a year ago. Thanks for my dad dying. God bless his soul. Uh, it's helped me to realize a lot of things. A lot of things that I already knew. I just needed reminding of. Um, yeah. Like in my head now. Every time I'm mean to my mother. And I'm not wanting to be sometimes i just am sometimes i just come out with stuff like oh, go away i don't care blah, blah, blah. i say i say to myself in my head you fucking idiot she's the kindest most loveliest softest person in the world and she's brought you up and she's worked very hard and she continues to work very hard to make sure that you're all right she texts you all the time to say she loves you and are you okay blah 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 
you know a mother is like a good mother is, is, is a priceless thing guys and we should be very grateful it's mothering sunday next sunday we need to make sure that all of our mothers are well looked after and know that they're appreciated and that all of their hard work is appreciated because they do a lot of it a lot of women do a lot of work is it is it's unpaid i mean you know i don't really care much about money but we need to show love to people that do things out of love if we don't show that appreciation then they will not feel very good. You need to show that you appreciate the people in your life that mean a lot to you. You know, don't take people for granted and make sure that you call them beautiful and you tell them that you love them and, and that they mean a lot to you because it makes them happier and more able to exist in this disgusting world. And it becomes more disgusting the more that you feel unappreciated and. You, and you, you just become a slop and you don't care and you become apathetic. You can stop someone getting into that cycle in the first place by making sure that they know that they're appreciated and loved. Because that's going to help build their self-worth up. And it should be fucking sky high for all these good mothers out there. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking earlier, I really want to help single mothers somehow i don't know how i'm gonna do that i need to earn loads of money first but it will be good to help people i like helping people i always want to help people that's why my jobs are centered around education and helping people learn new things becoming more curious the art helping people to be more curious to help themselves with the writing to the self-improvement the podcast sometimes entertainment maybe some idea generation just helping people to think outside of themselves or just, you know, just chill out and relax. We're all gonna die. Lean into the things you wanna do. Make sure everyone that you love knows that they're loved and everything's gonna be all right, man. Women, or man or woman, non-gendered, specific, whatever you are, alien creature. Who's listening to this? podcast pod means legs cast cast castanet cast does it mean wide i don't know broadcast podcast leg wide leg wide pod i guess it's called pod because the ipod and everything it was on the ipod and it's like an apple thing the podcasts I think Apple started podcasts. Yeah. But I like them. I love them. I've downloaded two new books to gay. To gay? To gay? <laughs> to be or not to gay? I kissed a man once. I didn't like it. He had stubble. It's funny, isn't it? I talked about pegging and kissing a man in the same podcast. I mean, I'm a metrosexual. Who cares? But anyway, <laughs> the fuck was I on about? Jesus. To gay. <laughs> uh, I downloaded two new audiobooks. One was Rick Rubin's A Creative Act or The Creative Way. I've seen a lot of clips and watched a lot of interviews with Rick Rubin and I like him. 
I keep trying to buy this book on eBay. I keep sending ridiculously cheeky offers to people on eBay. They're not accepting them. So I got a free trial to Audible. Again, they sent me an email. I was like, yeah, I'll have a free book, please. Downloaded that. And then I, I was like, oh, I'll cancel it now because I'm not paying that every month. And then they gave me another free one. So I brought, with that token, um, Atomic Habits, which I've already read, but I gave it to a woman who... I don't speak to anymore because after my dad died, she stopped speaking to me. I'm sure there's probably some kind of traumatic thing. Maybe it reminded her of an event in the past with my dad dying. I don't want to blame her for that. I was a bit, I was still a bit of resentment and anger there about that whole situation. But, uh, you know, I let that go. You know, she's just a woman. I'm just a man. We don't speak to each other anymore. That's okay. She can keep the book. I hope it helps. But this Atomic Habit book, written by James Clear, is a very good book. And it's what really helped me about a year and a half ago get into some very good habits that really set me on a good path towards good physical health, good mental health, and mental toughness. And, you know, it's hard. And, uh, you know, sometimes it plateaus right down and you feel really low. But then if you keep these habits up, you get back up on that fucking mountain and it's like that. It's never going to be a fucking straight line. But, then you know, that's why you fucking keep the habits up and you keep trying to get stronger so you can deal with the lows better. You become better at realizing what type of coping strategies and mechanisms are good for you. It's certainly not fucking drinking and taking drugs or having meaningless sex to try and make you feel better. Anything that's instant gratification is not good. Wanking off to fucking pornography, no, not good. <laughs> is there anything worse than fucking like do that? Of course, do that if you want to fucking do that. Sometimes that's not the worst thing in the world, but I, f I feel like it's not good if you're feeling like shit, because it's going to make you feel even more like shit. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm fucking wanking off the fucking pornography. But I suppose it's better than having meaningless sex with someone that you didn't even really know if you like or not, if they, if they like you. I don't know. But the healthy. Healthy ones, good to keep up. Man, I feel like I've repeated myself a lot about this healthy, unhealthy shit. So, but it's just something I've been thinking about recently, especially reading that book, Atomic Habits. It's so good, and that's what it, it reminded me that I need to be less goal-focused, outcome-focused, more process-system-focused. Just focusing on the things that I need to do every day in order to get a little bit closer to the goals that I've set for myself. Because I'm never going to reach the goals unless I actually do the work to get to them in the first place, am I? So do the work consistently every day and you'll be able to achieve pretty much anything. It's literally a lot easier just to do a little bit of work every day rather than try and become an overnight success. There's no such thing as an overnight success. That's just because everyone sees the success, but they don't see all of the work that goes into it beforehand. Of course they don't. 
because that's not television. If that was all televised, there'd be nothing on. There'd be no not enough room for it because there's so many people working so hard every day, and they don't get medals. Like I was talking earlier about mothers, they don't get medals. They get one day a year, you know, maybe two with their birthday, maybe three with Christmas. Mother's Day, birthday, Christmas. Three days out of 365 days a year a mother gets a little present and a little kiss on the forehead, a little hug and a little bottle of wine and a little chocolate. And they're like, I love you, mother. Here you go on these three days. They get a little bit of every day. You need to make sure that they know they're appreciated. And if you're mean, remember to apologize as soon as you fucking can. Even if you feel like you've been wronged. Because it's like, come on, man. Unless they're like really fucking bad. Like, bullshit, man. That woman has wiped your ass when you were a baby and brought you up. And now you're alive and you've got them to thank for it. Yeah. So, just remember that. Remember that all of the good people around you that keep you in a good energy and good, good, you know, good place. Keep them around and make sure they're appreciated and buy them flowers and make them feel good and look after them. Because as I said, we're all going to fucking kick it and you don't know when they're going to die. They're, they're going to live longer if they know they're appreciated. They're going to want to stick around. And, um, yeah. People can't, you can't rely on other people to make you feel good. Don't drain people. Don't be a fucking vampire with these people, you know. You know, it's got to be reciprocal, these relationships. Sometimes you're going to need a lot of help. But you've got to help yourself more than other people help you. You've got to fucking help yourself more than other people help you. And so have they. And you've got to reciprocate love, kindness and care. Um, you know, it's like... Someone does something good for you, pass it on. That's a pretty good rule. You know, keep the momentum going. Someone buys you a gift, you buy someone else a gift. Just because. It's nice. Someone, you see someone give some homeless man some money, give a homeless man some money around the corner, I don't know. Just like acts of service. You know, pay for someone's coffee. Smile at someone. Compliment someone on what they were. That's some fucking homework. Give someone a compliment this week. You know? Especially men. Men don't really get much compliments. And don't be ageist. Listen to elderly people. There's, a, there's an old boy who goes to my gym. A lot of people probably don't like to listen to him too much because he does go on. I always make sure I listen to him. He's got a lot of life experience. And he goes there, he might not be able to talk to many people. Uh, so, you know, listen to people, man. And be kind. I was staying in an Airbnb this week. The woman hosting it. I liked um, talking to her. Great woman. Very good host. She's uh, very active in her community. Volunteers. Works hard. She's travelled the world. Had a good conversation. Some people they just don't like to listen because they're like, I don't care about, I've got my own things going on. But when you talk to someone and hear their story and about their life, it can really help you to think, oh, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should go traveling. Maybe, 
hmm, maybe I should try that. And I, I think that's really cool that you, you've done that and you've seen the world. And, and you go into someone's home, you get an Airbnb and you get to go in someone else's home and see their world, see the way, that, see the way they see the world because of the way they've decorated the house and the way they do everything. It's kind of cool. Airbnb is like going into someone's house is like looking at a different painting every every one. You know, it's a little bit of their, their personality is all over the, the house, especially if they own it and they can really like get everything in there. And even if they don't, they've got a lot of possessions and can really tell. Especially with women. I feel like women are better at decorating than men. They've got that feminine touch, which I, I like that. It's another great reason to have a woman in your life, you know, because they, they add a little bit of a feminine touch to the house. They just do nice things and it makes a house a home, which is nice. It makes you feel good and safe. It's good. That's something I, I, I would recommend people do is to make their environments they spend a lot of time in much nicer and feel good and comfortable in. Buy your nice little candles, read infusers, fucking nice bed sheets. You spend a lot of time in bed. Third of your life sleeping. Invest in good quality sheets from bedding, man. Have some funky dreams in those sheets. And take a woman, a nice woman, back to those sheets. She's going to like them. We're going to have a better time. Because she feels comfortable. She's going <laughs> to... Nice. Spend money on the things that you use the most and um, that are going to make your life better. Yeah, you know, a better quality of life. That's what you should be spending more of your money on. And then, um, lesson though, the shit that makes it worse. Such so shit. Because I was thinking, you know, yesterday I brought a, a steak, it cost £27. And I started doing this, this this might become a regular thing where I buy a fucking beautiful steak every week. I eat steak like every day, but they're normally cheap ones. But like every Friday maybe I'll do that. I used to get, we used to get like takeaway pizzas. You spend about the same amount and that's shit. Greasy fucking shit. And it's not helping you in any way, but a nice big steak, you actually are eating a lot of, you know, it's good. It's good, it's good sustenance. It's good for you. You know, less shit, more good. Less shit, more good. You know, consume beautiful things. Good food, culture, media, conversations with beautiful people. Talk to someone you wouldn't usually talk to. Learn new things, diversity. It's, it's not bad. Multiculturalism, some people don't like it. Yeah. If you you only get scared of it if you'd fucking listen to all the bullshit people talk about about multiculturalism. Everyone is different, but if you're nice to people, they generally reciprocate. You know, that's what it's, most people are all right, and we've got to take care of everyone. Everyone is fucked. We're all gonna die. So if we can just be fucking nice to one another, then life's easier, you know, being honest, being nice and kind and caring and working hard, it's what life's about, that's <laughs> what I've been thinking about this week, it makes me cry sometimes, um, 
thinking about right when you get older people and the, they've done a lot in their life and now they've come to the end of it it's like it's quite a sad thing because they're like oh, they're going to kick it soon and they're going to really leave a hole you know it's quite sad but it's cool that they've done so much and I want to do a lot and I am um Dwelling on the fact that we're all mortal beings isn't good. I think it's good to remember. I've always got some kind of skull on me. I've got them on my hands and and on my arms tattooed on me. Always. A reminder of death. Memento mori, I think, is the uh, Greek. Rome, I don't fucking know. Just a reminder of death. Not too good to, to dwell on it. But to have it in your head, to to spur you on to to not uh, stay too long in uh, something too comfortable just because it's convenient, because that might wreck your life. Actually, it might not actually be the best situation to be in. You know, it's good to be a bit uncomfortable. Like as as I've said already, discomfort is good. Not drowning, but a little bit of you know. Uh, that's where growth happens. Yep. That's where the learning happens. And then you learn, you get better. These are all fucking common sense things. I'm just spurting common sense fucking shit. <laughs> all the time. Ha ha. I'm not... Like earlier on, I was washing the dishes and I was uh, just cleaning the house, making it look nice because it, it gets dusty and you need to clean your house regularly. And it makes you feel good when you're in a clean environment. But as I was washing the dishes, I was thinking about ego deaths. And I was just thinking, yeah, ego deaths are a thing. But then then when once you've had one, you're like, I'm enlightened. And then that's your fucking ego again. Thinking, I'm enlightened, I'm enlightened. Um, and then you become self-aware of that maybe. And then you're like, oh, no. no. And then, like, I mean, you've got to have an ego. You gotta have one, you can't just not have one. You're not a person if you don't have an ego, I don't think. That's what a person is. A person is an ego, it's like you have this idea of yourself. And if it's not very good, then you might not even have a very good sense of self. Your personality shit, your ego's like a bit like you don't have a very big one. I think it's good to have a big one. I think it's just the way you express it and the way you act. I think you can be kind and cool and have a big ego. I think that's good. Sometimes it could be overwhelming, but if, you know, overwhelming can be quite good, actually. I think you've just got to embrace that and, like, you know, fucking be overwhelming. Don't not be yourself. Be yourself. If you're not yourself, you're suppressing that to make other people feel comfortable. And then you're just being fake and it's all just fake and it's shit and it's bollocks. Never be fake. Never hide who you are and what you really feel like and what you really think because you're just going to be around people that you don't really agree with and that shit. Bollocks. you got to be honest and true to yourself and don't just do things because you fancy someone and you think they might think it's cool. That's bollocks. That's losing yourself. Don't do that. Bullshit. Like, I have to check myself sometimes. I'm like, oh, I've seen... If, I, if someone I fancied, I don't really fancy anyone. Um, 
but in the past I have, and I've seen them like post something and online, and I'm like, well, maybe I like that too, or that. It's just because I fucking fancy that That's shit music. I don't like that. I like fucking Matt DiMarco. That's what I fucking like. And I like rap music, 90s, Wu-Tang, I like fucking whatever. I like Cass is Dead, it's quite good. Fucking proper fucking uh, All Hallows, or Death's Hallows, All Hallows, City Slicker. Uh, some of the fucking lyrics are fucking horrible. Doing necrophilia and like kidnapping people and, and drugs and shit, and it's horrible, but it's good music. And I like singing along to it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's funny. To uh, yeah, I mean it's almost almost like a painting or a film, a song. You know, when they're talking about that, this train, a story in your head, and you're thinking about it, and it's an exciting thing to just think about for a minute or two, isn't it? And you think, well, these kidnapping, but like crime, crime films and TV shows, people fucking love them. But when it's music, sometimes they have a bit more judgment on it and they're like, oh, this isn't a good influence. It's just a fucking song. It's an entertainment thing. It's like the jokes. When you have a bit like a rape joke or something, like, oh, can't say that. Or talking about disabled children, you can't say that. Well, you, you see, if you fucking uh, pussyfoot around certain topics, then you you really are kind of dehumanizing the people, these people like the disabled people, the rape victims. You kind of de- dehumanizing them a little bit. I don't know. You shouldn't dehumanize even a rapist. They are a person, or hit like I heard this when I was uh, visiting um, a concentration camp someone called Hitler a monster and then the tour guy said he wasn't a monster, he was a human. And it's important to remember that these people are human because all humans are capable of this shit. So, you know, that's why it's important not to dehumanise anyone because that's what they fucking did. The Nazis dehumanised the Jews so that the Germans who, uh, you know, had the Aryan qualities... Hitler was like, you're the most beautiful people in the world. And that's how fascism works. You are the chosen ones. And these people are not even worth anything. And they're rats. And blah, blah, blah. And you are the most beautiful. And if you're told you're the most beautiful and they're not, and it kind of dehumanizes them, and then you don't feel so bad about treating them like shit. This is fucking disgusting. It's disgusting. So don't dehumanize anyone. Don't dehumanize anyone. Because people make mistakes. Uh, that's a fucking big mistake. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be beat, beat up and fucking castrated and their eyes poked in. But it's good to remember they're human beings as well. And that we are all capable of doing disgusting, horrible things. Um, and if we don't look after ourselves, we might well end up doing those things. If we go onto the wrong path, hang out with the wrong people. We can do disgusting things, you know. I'm sure if he'd have got into art school, then maybe he wouldn't have done those things. But who knows? Who knows? Not fucking me. I'm sure you're not born hating a whole race. I'm sure it's the. I'm sure it's the not getting into art school thing. Because art school changes you, man. 
actually it kind of can make you hate uh, certain types of people rich people I don't know why I don't like posh people but I kind of have like this aversion to posh people where I'm just like I don't like you I don't feel comfortable around you you're plastic you're, you're not of this world you're weird you're alien you're strange you're demonic why have you got so much money and I haven't <laughs> and why do you sound like so I just hate the posh voice I don't like it's not the money thing because I like some people with money I I'm friends with my best mate. Plenty, plenty of funds, houses, and that, cars. Um, but he's not fucking. Oh, hello. He's normal. You know, it's just the way they carry themselves. They're just fucking so disgusting. I hate toffs. I hate them. I hate them. They are people, but I don't like them. Maybe they're not people. Maybe they are aliens, lizard people. And is that okay? Is that dehumanising them? I don't know. Maybe it's okay with toffs. What the fuck? How am I saying it's okay to dehumanise toffs but not rapists? Maybe this is all a joke. It's all bollocks. I'm just speaking out loud. I'm just thinking out loud. There you go. This is a good pub talk, isn't it? And I, you know, if I drank... I'd be having a nice continental lager or a nice fresh fruity IPA. Not one of those horrible Green King like bitters like the IP, old IPAs, but like the new nice fruity ones. Not too hoppy like medicine, but there's just the right amount of hops. So nice, fruity, fresh on a summer's day. Mmm, beautiful, nice. A nice like pack of Marmite crisps or Guinness crisps, something like quite strong. Nom, 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 nom. And you're just talking about all this shit. And then you go home and you have a nice sleep and it's lovely. And you wake up with a fucking headache and you don't want to live. That's why I don't drink. Because I don't like the, the feeling in the morning. But I love the taste and I like having the chats. And then the smoking and it, it just leaves me on a path of shit. I can't, because I just it becomes habitual, and then I'm I, I can't do it. But uh, it's um, well the drinking not so much that doesn't really become habitual. But it's just like if I started smoking again, I'd hate that. So I just I just kick it all on the head. None of it's good for you anyway. But uh, I appreciate the tastes. You can get good non-alcoholic um, things and that. Yeah. Fags are so expensive. I'm not talking about gays, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about cigarettes. Like, just don't even fucking... Like, the amount of food you can buy versus a pack of... Just get the food, dude. Unless you're having a nice cigar. Because that's kind of like... Probably like pretty gangster, isn't it? Although when I was into cigars like earlier last year, uh, I was like smoking like a Monte Cristo Cuban little thin little thing outside with a nice pair of shoes on, a Hawaiian shirt and like nice sunnies on. And this is in the sun, it's like enjoying this with my coffee. Mm, beautiful. And then this homeless dude comes around asking if I've got any money. I'm like, no, sorry, mate smoking on my like Cuban 
drinking nice coffee and my nice clothes with my gold tooth. He's just, he's probably thinking, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I spent it all on this cigar, you know. I didn't actually have much money. I was just like really not very good financially responsible. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this because my dad's just died. I'm going to treat myself because life is short. So I'm going to, you know. Yeah. Fuck it. Sometimes it's okay to indulge. Just don't fucking do it every day because then everything's going to be shit but um you know i can see why those really rich tough people would light a 20 pound on fire in front of a homeless person i'm sure it's like some weird sexual thing i'm sure they're getting off on that it's kind of disgusting isn't it but i get it but I, I would never do that because I'm not an asshole. But I, I understand they're just weak. They're just like they're so weak that they uh they get this sexual gratification from making other people feel like shit. Um that's what Tories are. They they just love to like they just get so hard and so wet by making the majority of people poverty stricken they just really get off on that and I just think that is so cool <laughs> it's, it's so cool but oh, you know what getting yeah wow <sighs> great great stuff yeah rich people are not the problem it's that type a rich person and not even just rich people some normal people that don't have a lot vote that way and act that way they don't like other people because they're focusing too much on negativity if you focus too much on negativity you only see the, the shit the fucking slimy shit shit don't everything is namaste everything is cool Kids are getting blown up. <laughs> That's not funny. But um, most things are fine. Apart from the kids getting the blown up. But in the homeless people and the housing crisis. But we can all fucking change our own lives for the better. With small steps. So I'd recommend reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. And figure out how to get a free subscription with Audible. And then you can fucking get it for free and you don't have to pay and just cancel it and then you've got a free book so get get a fucking thing because it's good and it'll help and if you can listen to it then you don't have to read it because a lot of people don't like reading and it's hard to read that's a thing that you can make into a habit if you do it every day it gets easier but i would say get an audio book because then you could just stick your earphones in and listen to it when you're cleaning your house or just lying down and then you'll be getting this stuff in your head and you're like I can fucking do anything if I just do a little bit of work every day and then before you know it you're where you'd never think you would be yeah 
That's how you do it. That's how you, that's how you get real good, real nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had a mac and cheese today. I had a little double cheeseburger. A little bit naughty. But I don't uh, know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's Saturday. It's my rest day. I allow it. No one's perfect. I'm certainly not. That's another thing, actually. Believing people are perfect <coughs> is not good. If you believe that people are perfect, it's like that whole thing of enjoying the idea of someone or liking the idea of someone. If you think that someone is perfect, you're ignoring, you're intentionally ignoring their faults. Everyone's got fucking faults. And faults aren't a bad thing. You know, I really like some people's faults. They're cute. And you just like, you like them. It makes them more attractive. You're like, you, sometimes you fall in love with like the, the bad qualities of a person. They're not necessarily bad. They're just different. You know? So to call someone perfect isn't, isn't good. Because it's also sort of putting you down a little bit as well, putting everyone else down a little bit unintentionally. It, it can be a nice thing to say. Um, it, it, it can kind of be good to think of yourself as perfect, but also not, especially if you're fucking not. <laughs> but it is, it's good to do the positive self-talk, but to remember nobody is. That's, that's how fascism starts, if you start thinking certain people are perfect. Very dangerous. Very fucking dangerous. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. You ever watch Derek? Derek's a good one with a Ricky Gervais. Mm. <laughs> I like that. It's good. Kind of like Ricky Gervais. It's funny. He is. Yeah. That's another thing. Like people get offended by all that comedy stuff, and I'm, I'm just like, yeah, but are you? Are you? I mean, come on, man. That shit is funny. It's like a little Britain. Like, yeah, they did, yeah, it's a bit, a bit like, yeah, it's a bit like, but it's funny. And I enjoy it. And I continue to enjoy it. And I don't care. Whatever. I mean, sometimes I see things now that I watched years ago. And I think, ooh, that's a bit, because I've changed. But it's, you know, it's good to just get out of it. Get, get all of this, like, oh, you can't enjoy that because of this, out of your head and just fucking enjoy something because it's funny and to laugh makes you feel good. Like, the, the other day I went to this comedy thing with my mate Emily and it was great and we enjoyed it and it was good to just watch comedy and not really think about anything. It wasn't very risque or anything, but comedy's great and it's one of the best art forms in the world and it gets you out of your head just in the room in the moment laughing and enjoyment pure bliss laughter the best state you can be in sometimes laughter is healing it truly is it's so good like treat yourself to a comedy flick do it ah. What time is it? Wow. It is 5 to 10. It's 
almost 10 o'clock now. I'm going to stop this. Thank you very much for listening to my ramblings. I hope you enjoyed hearing about pegging and aliens and self-improvement. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed chatting to all of you beautiful people. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to try and work on my... I don't think this sounds like Trump at all, does it? I'm going to th- tremendous. I'm tremendous. Tremendous. Anyway, thank you for listening. You're a beautiful bunch. I really like you. And, <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Um, come again. That's Oh, a poo. A poo off the stairs. Let's talk about a poo for a second. How can you cancel a poo? Yeah, I, I get the stereotypes and everything, but it's, it's a classic character. You can't just get rid of a poo. Thank you. Come again. Classic character. Simpsons Hit and Run. Classic fucking video game on PS2. We used to rent the games. We, we didn't buy them. We used to rent them. You're going to buy, afford to buy the games. You rent the games for a week or two. Oh, my God. Hit and run, man. Oh. And it's like this whole... In my head, I'm just like, that was my childhood. Skateboarding. Simpsons hit and run. Fucking... Like, skate parks. Jackass. BMX racing. Like, looking at the older teenage girls with the mini skirts And, the, like, the tattoos and the smoking cigarettes. In... Like and you just in their fishnets and you're like, yeah, BMX on the street, listening to like fucking I don't know Arctic Monkeys or like Eminem or something. Yeah, a poo. Rest in peace. Thanks for listening, guys. Big love, much love. Look after your mothers. Have a good mothering Sunday next Sunday. I'm going to try and get another podcast out. Remember to love your mother. (laughs) Mother's also a good band. Frank Zappa. Very fucking interesting dude. Man, getting all the fucking ideas now for talking about different subjects. But I've got to stop this at some point. Got a dry throat. (laughs) Bye-bye.